Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new podcast episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm really interested in this episode. It's another solo episode, another just conversation between you and me. I'm really excited for this one because I think it's a very intriguing topic, and it's one that I actually asked you guys about on my Instagram, which if you don't follow me already, make sure you go follow my Instagram, Hiram. I ask you guys podcast questions there where I'm able to react to your responses. And the topic today was inspired by a lot of conversations I've been seeing happen online regarding influencer culture. And the question that I posed to you guys online was, is influencer culture dying out? And I think this is a really interesting question. And I'm really interested to see your guys' responses and opinions because I think, you know, social media has changed a lot within the past few years, particularly since COVID. I think all of us spending a lot of time at home, a lot of time on our phones, just consuming so much media, social media content has really revolutionized and progressed and led to a much different culture in the online space, particularly in regards to influencers than even what it was just a few years ago. And I think it's a really interesting question to explore, particularly because I I mean, I don't like calling myself an influencer. And I know a lot of like creators say that. <laughs> Sometimes I get the vibe that it's kind of one of those things that people say, like, I'm not like the other girls type of vibe. But I think like, I don't necessarily have a problem with the term influencers. I just think it kind of, you know, the group as a total doesn't really have the best reputation. And I don't really like considering myself as an influencer because at the end of the day, we all have influence, no matter how big our social circles or who, you know, regarding who the people are, who we interact with, we all have influence. And so I think the term influencer is kind of weird. Anyway, that's like another tangent, but I really wanted to explore this concept if influencer culture is dying out or not because I've been seeing a lot of news articles and a lot of conversations and debates happening online about whether or not influencers as we know them are losing relevancy and if the entire culture of people supporting influencers is really dying out. And before I get into what your guys' opinions are, which I'm really stoked to react to because I don't know what you guys have really submitted yet, I I think for me it's been really insightful, especially over the past few years, to kind of see what conversations are happening internally within content creator communities. Um, I see a lot of posts on private stories or private, you know, friends only TikToks of creators kind of sharing the overall concerns and thoughts that they have about where the industry is really headed. Um, In addition to what I've really, you know, seen online in the general space of what people kind of think is happening to the culture overall. And I do think a lot of changes have happened. I think overall, for a lot of people, they're just tired of consuming content that is made by influencers. And honestly, I really don't blame them at all. I think they're, you know, especially looking back on the beauty space, particularly uh, three years ago, the space was just completely different than it is today. And I think a lot of the influencer personalities that were pop- were popular back then um, don't really have the same level of support or the same interest that was there for a few years ago. And there's a few reasons why, which I want to share as I get into reading your guys's opinions and reactions. But first, I want 
want to start by reading what you guys have submitted because I'm really intrigued to know what you guys think about this topic because it is a very controversial one and I'm super excited to dive into your guys' thoughts. But as we get into this episode, I want to share some really, really exciting news, which if you guys already follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you already know what's up. But I am absolutely thrilled to reveal that Selfless by Hiram, my skincare brand, will be launching at Target February 5th. We will be available in-store and online. So whenever you go to purchase your Target regular items like we all do, because we all have the problem of walking into a Target and walking out with 20 more things than we actually needed, Selfless by Hiram products will be there. And I am I'm so thrilled beyond belief because Target has been the dream for so long now. I just think they're such a champion when it comes to accessibility and I think their beauty department has just leveled up um, and they have an amazing selection of brands that I absolutely love and the majority of times when I've made videos recommending products they're all at Target and you can find them all there and so for Selfless to be available at Target all of our products it's just absolutely thrilling and Target has been such an incredible partner to work with as well because we were able to make the products even more accessible at a lower price point than they have been in the past so I highly recommend checking out on February 5th, the line. You'll be able to find it online and hopefully in a store near you if you are located next to a Target. I'm just so thrilled for it to go live. I think this is, you know, just such an incredible opportunity. Thank you so much, Target. And I'm really excited for you guys to be able to find the brand there, still enjoy using the products as always. And I just wanted to share that because it's, it's just really exciting. And I'm super excited for you guys to be able to find the brand there. So yeah, I just wanted to share that real quick. You can find all the information you need to know on our Instagram, Selfless by Hiram. I'll be posting about it as well. Um, yeah and enjoy your shopping experience at Target and hopefully you pick up a selfless product if you want to. No pressure, of course, as always. But yeah, I was just really excited to share that with you guys. Okay, so jumping into your guys' opinions and reactions, I am interested to see. The first one I see is by Chelsea, I believe her name is. Thank you for responding. Um, she said yes and no. TikTok is a huge platform with literally thousands of people who can easily influence. I think this is a really insightful opinion and I completely agree with it. I think a lot of the reason why the influencer world and just social media in general has changed so much is that I think being able to get attention online and have videos really blow up was really democratized and just completely revolutionized by TikTok. I mean, TikTok is a platform where people who don't have any followers make one post and can immediately get millions of views. I mean, that's basically what happened to me because I, I had posted like two TikToks over the course of, I think like four or five months. I wasn't really interested in the platform and posting on the platform until I think it was May of 2020. And when I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to, you know, try making some skincare content and see how it goes. The first video I posted got, I think, a million views in a day. And I was just completely blown away because I hadn't even been necessarily trying to, like, push people to follow me on TikTok at all. I did have followers on YouTube, but it was not anywhere near the scale of followers that I ended up getting on TikTok. And it just really showed me like, whoa, anyone can really go viral online. And I think because of the nature of TikTok, where anyone's able to have a voice, anyone's able to talk about anything, but specifically beauty products and make recommendations, I think a lot more people are attracted to the idea of being able to see what normal everyday 
you know, just random people think about beauty products than necessarily um, the same influencers talking about beauty products. And that's not to say I don't think there is value in content creators, but, you know, who do this full time uh, posting about beauty content. I think I think their, you know, feedback is really good. And I think it's helpful to be able to get the opinions and standpoints of people who literally use beauty products all day long. But I think with TikTok, it definitely has democratized the ability to have anyone go viral and have anyone be able to make content that's able to get a lot of reach. And I think because of that, a lot of people do have the opportunity to see a more wide range of opinions rather than say like how it was five years ago where if you wanted to learn about a beauty product you would reference the same group of content creators to hear about that product and so i think it's definitely like divvied up a lot of the conversations that are happening particularly within the beauty space i i can't speak for a lot of other spaces because i am only in the beauty space but i know particularly for us it definitely has been a change but i don't think it's necessarily been a negative one because i think there's a lot of value in being able to hear what you know everyday people think about products not just content creators not just beauty influencers but what you know anyone really really feels about and i think there's a lot of good that comes with that i do get a little nervous sometimes particularly within the skincare space when i see misinformation being spread online um, by people who may not work in the industry because i see that all the time where uh, someone will make a post about, you know, like a skincare ingredient and maybe they're demonizing it. Maybe they're saying that this ingredient is toxic or maybe they're saying the ingredient is beneficial when it absolutely is not. And posts like that will get millions of views. And I'm like, whoa, okay, um, this is pretty intense misinformation and this could lead to a lot of harm and a lot of damage. And this is not good. But, you know, that's kind of the it's the good and the bad of having a platform like TikTok where anyone can really go viral for content. So I think this is a well nuanced view of saying like yes and no. I completely agree with it as well because I think influencer culture isn't necessarily dying out. I think influencers will always be around. I think content creators will always be prevalent on social media. And I definitely think that's due to like the um, relationship that content creators are able to build with their audience and the level of trust that the audience invests in the actual creator themselves. But I think the influencer world is definitely changing a lot because whereas a few years ago, they were the only voices online talking about products or giving input now anyone is able to do it and uh it might be an unpopular opinion from me saying that's a good thing because like i know as a content creator myself um you know it that doesn't necessarily like benefit me but i don't care because i'm like i care more about people getting access to more information hearing more nuanced views being able to hear more things from so many different people rather than just listening to the same people um, talk about products that's one thing i've always celebrated like on my channel personally is uh, you know when i would see for example people commenting on my content saying like you're the only person i listen to about skincare i would always be like uh no that shouldn't be the case you should always have a nuanced view and you should always like 
you know, make sure you have multiple streams of information before you make any decision and not just rely on one person, um, specifically a content creator. Like I always want my words to be able to be educational and helpful, but I definitely don't want to be the only resource that people have. And that's the great thing about like so many different people being able to post about content who may not have originally had a big platform, but are able to have a lot of influence with their content. I think, I think it's a great thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I feel similar to this person, like, yes and no. I think influencer culture is changing, but it's not necessarily dying out. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, so Maya says, personally, I think right now influencers are at a low, but it comes in waves, so it's not dying. I definitely agree with this, too. I think with the conversation around like are influencers dying is is it the end of the influencer age which i've seen a lot of like articles and people talking about i think when it comes to the internet everything is cyclical and you know there will be high points there will be low points um similar to trends i think everything just kind of comes back around and it really you know public opinion uh the discourse of people is constantly evolving and constantly changing and um similar to trend cycles a lot of things just come back around and i think one of the reasons why for this i'd be curious to know what you guys think as well so feel free to comment what your opinions are but i think you know, when it comes to right now, what the internet is experiencing is that I think there's just a collective exhaustion with a lot of social media content. Like during the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people were turning to watching content and a lot of people started creating content. And the nature of social media is that there's only so much time in a day that people dedicate to watching social media content. So the more content creators out there, the more that's being posted, the more content creators feel they have to kind of compete for your attention, that they have to do anything that will immediately grab your attention and hold on to it for as long as they can. And because of this, I think a lot of social media content has become somewhat exhausting to consume because it just feels like you're constantly being overstimulated, particularly on TikTok. And that's one of the things I don't like about TikTok and short form content. I think overall it has created this this user experience because like if you start watching social media content like back when I did back in the good old YouTube days where it'd be 20 minutes about a single skincare product or a single makeup product uh, the content was slow paced and I think organic enough that it definitely felt like you were hanging out with a friend and talking about you know, a skincare product or a beauty product. It felt more relaxed. It felt more kind of easy on the senses versus now within the span of 60 seconds, you can watch four TikToks, one of which has you crying, one of you, one of which makes you angry about like a social issue, one of which is, you know, a a sponsored beauty post and the other one, you know, making you cry laughing. Like, there's so many emotions that it almost feels like an assault (laughs) on your emotional state. And I think, you know, with content creators always needing to create content that will be consumed as much as possible by as many people, it's kind of led to content creators doing whatever they can to grab your attention. And I think a lot of people are kind of tired of that and might feel a little bit of exhausted. So I think there has been that disillusionment with a lot of influencers and with a lot of content creators because people are like oh my god we're exhausted we're so tired of seeing just this 
aggressive style of content, but I don't think necessarily anyone's to blame. I think it's just the nature of the culture right now. And especially with people moving towards short form content and consuming that, I think that's just kind of the natural accidental outcome, if you will. And with the pandemic kind of accelerating that process, I think a lot of people right now are just like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to see as many influencers on my page. Maybe I don't want to follow as many content creators because it is a lot. And I totally feel that because as someone who has to continually watch social media content um, in order to help with what I do, I definitely have so many moments where I'm like, oh my God. I'm just so tired. I don't want to watch social media content. I feel so overstimulated. This is a lot on my emotions and it's just too much, you know? So I definitely think that plays a part in it. And similar to what she was saying, I think everything kind of comes in waves. I think right now, short form content is really popular. People are not consuming influencer content as much as they used to, but I think that will change in the future. I think there will be a return to long form content once people kind of feel over exhausted with short form content. I think a lot of people are going to want to use social media as kind of a space for relaxation rather than just constant stimuli. And I think the relationship with influencers will also change as well, where people will be interested in, you know, um, being able to watch someone online that they feel like they've somewhat developed a relationship with. Cause we all do it. I know I definitely do with content creators. I watch, I think people will return to that. And like it is with everything on the internet, it's just a ebb and flow experience. Things will always return. It's always cyclical. I think that's just the nature of the internet. So I think that's a really valuable and very insightful opinion. Okay, I don't know what this person's name is, but I think they have a good comment. They said, I think out of touch influencers are. No one likes to show off. And I'm just, I have to say, I completely agree. I think there is a time and place on social media for, you know, being proud of what you've worked on, you know, wanting to show your accomplishments or things that mean a lot to you. But I do think there is definitely a culture that is present within the content creator that community that oftentimes somewhat disgusts me because it is very show offy and a lot of times it's kind of in poor taste because i don't know there's it 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 just doesn't make me comfortable thinking about how a content creator will be posting about their extremely luxurious li- lifestyle, be dripping in designer, talk about how much, you know, they're spending $50,000 on this bag and $75,000 on this outfit and doing it in a way that feels very much like showing off. Um, and I'm not here to say that like, you, I should have an input on how you spend your money. But I think, you know, social media is a representation of who you are. So if that's the type of thing that you're posting about from a very materialistic standpoint or from a very show-off-y nature, then I think it's really reflective of the type of person that you are and really the type of things that you value, um, what you hold most important to you. And so, I know, like, I feel like it's not as bad as it used to be, thankfully. I think a lot of people, particularly during the pandemic, where people were dying and a lot of people were financially struggling, I think a lot of people were just like, ugh, like, we don't want to watch this type of content where people are showing off and, like, spending outrageous amounts of money just for the sake of, 
you know, kind of propping themselves up. And so I think it's a lot better than it used to be. And I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's been so many content creators that I have seen um, that I'm just like, yo, you know, you need to chill. You need to have a slice of humble pie and not, you know, act like this because it's one thing to be proud of your accomplishments. And I think it's one thing to want to share that with your community, but I think it's a completely different thing to position yourself as superior because of the lifestyle that your literal fucking followers gave to you. <laughs> Sorry, all my phone just ran out of storage. Um, I was saying that I think another unfortunate thing is that within the online space, I think a lot of people do will inevitably continue to support creators who act like that, who kind of behave like that, because I think there is a level of escapism to watching content like that. Like, not going to lie, I feel like when we watch these huge house tours and people spending, you know, yearly incomes on a single fashion item and show it off and kind of talk about it in, in a very uh, feigning way, I think a lot of us are like, damn, I wish I could have that lifestyle too. But I just, I don't know. I think uh, that type of behavior and that type of content has definitely led a lot of people to be like, mm, you know what, I'm not going to support this anymore. And that's something that I fully agree with. And I think that we definitely should not support content or creators who behave in that way. But I definitely think that has contributed to the overall opinion and kind of perspective that people have when it comes to influencers overall. And I think that's why influencers do have such a bad reputation and why that word is kind of seen as like a negative word, because that's typically the type of people that we associate being an influencer with, which is really unfortunate, but all the more reason for, I think, good influencers and good content creators to continue creating content that isn't like that, you know, because I don't think... I don't think it's good to only have content creators who are behaving that way be really relevant online. You know, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Ooh, Michelle basically agrees with what we were just saying. She said, I think, yes, we've all finally gotten tired of watching privileged people live their extravagant lives. And I think that's true. I mean, like I said before, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, um, being financially privileged. Like if you're able to get to that position and be at that point, then that's awesome. But if you're sharing it in a way that is um, self-gratifying and in a way that, you know, boosts your own individual attention or self-esteem because of the privileged lifestyle that you live, then I think you definitely need to have a reality check because I just don't think it's appropriate to be sharing content in that way, especially when your content, when your um, following literally made that lifestyle for you, you know? But let me know if you guys agree. <laughs> Ooh, this is an interesting comment. I don't know her name, but she said, as someone with a degree in marketing, no, it is not. <laughs> and I totally feel this one. I think this is just the way that it works. Particularly, I think your insight would be really interesting to hear from you, um, from someone who works in marketing, because, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it's going anywhere. I think there will always be value in people creating content online, particularly when it comes to more product dominant spaces like beauty, you know, like gaming, like food, all these spaces where a lot of people are looking for kind of guidance or looking for recommendations or instructions. I think there will always be a place for that. But I think similarly to what we've seen within the Hollywood sector, you know, the um, entertainment industry where the industry 
doesn't die just the people who are in it kind of go in and out and there's always a new generation of new celebrities and new actresses and actors and singers i think it's the exact same thing for the influencer space like there will just continue to be a generational change um and i think that's also the reality that is good for a lot of content creators to come to and i know i definitely think about all the time where it's just like hey you know what who knows how long this will last (laughs) the internet changes so quickly and people's opinions change very dramatically and very quick uh drastically um over a short period of time and so it's never really guaranteed long term and i think that's kind of the way that the content creator community goes and i think a lot of people think that influencer world is dying out because we aren't seeing the same type of content creators like we did like five years ago that were say just like what I was talking about, like showing super extravagant lifestyles. I think, you know, it's just changing and the type of creators that we are now supporting are just very different than who we used to before. And that's one thing I really like about the current climate of content creators is that it feels very raw. It feels very organic. Like people want to support humble, real, simple people, you know, people who don't need to cave to this pressure to have to present themselves in a certain way online, who have to look perfect all the time, who have to say the perfect things and be, you know, very put together. Um, That's one of the things I love about TikTok is like the, so much of the content is like people when they just wake up in the morning, people after they've had a cry session, being really vulnerable, talking about very personal, like mental health stories or experiences, uh, sharing things that maybe, you know, they wouldn't share with just anyone out there. Uh, But it feels very raw and organic. And that definitely comes with its baggage and issues as well. But I think it's very refreshing to what we've seen in the past when it comes to content creators. And I think that is kind of reflective of why there has been such a change in the past few years um, and why kind of stereotypical traditional influencers are not as relevant as they used to be. Oh, I really like this comment. Okay, Riley said there's just so many people trying to become influencers, no originality anymore. Yes, 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 yes. I completely agree. Um, And I, I feel like so my personal experience with this is I remember when I first started creating content online, um, you know, putting videos out there. And I feel like every content creator has gone through this. When you first start putting videos out there, you're like, oh my God, I'm posting. I'm trying to, you know, like grow my followers. I'm trying to, you know, make this a thing. Um, I need to replicate whatever I'm seeing online because I already know that they Um, have reached a point that I want to be at. They have, you know, um, a certain lifestyle or a certain amount of followers or whatever it may be. Um, A lot of people kind of feel the pressure and the need to replicate the type of personas, personalities, and people that they see online, which is really unfortunate. And I know for me personally, like I had a wake up call very early on in my journey online where I was like, Hiram, stop trying to be this stereotypical beauty creator, beauty influencer with the glamour shots and the beauty shots and all that kind of stuff. Because like, who wants to watch that? Who wants to watch you just act like someone else you see online um, instead of just being yourself? And that's when I was really able to grow in my content evolution and realize like I want to treat 
creating videos like my safe space, you know, where I'm just able to feel relaxed, where I'm able to feel like my most organic self. That's why a lot of times when I meet people, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so like chill in real life. And you know, you're a lot more like toned down than say you are in your videos. And that's like, because when I film my videos, I feel like my most authentic self because it's my safe space, you know, and I feel like it's where I can be just completely myself. And because of that, and because I think I was willing to not be like other people I was seeing online and instead just stick to who I was, I think that definitely like um, rewarded me with you guys as a community and being able to connect with you on a much more authentic way than had I tried to replicate anyone else, everyone else. And I see that with a lot of content creators. And I think it's really unfortunate where I'm like, oh, I can just see the forced nature that they present in videos where they're completely faking, like being a different person trying to create the same exact type of content that other people are creating because they want to grow and they want to be successful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dang, like this person was saying, where's the originality? You know, like so many people want to be influencers, but maybe don't think about how them being themselves and presenting themselves authentically um, is what people really want to see. And they just don't want to see the same type of influencer personas that we're all so used to consuming. And I definitely think there's a conversation conversation around saturation when it comes to online space too. Like, like they were saying so many people want to be influencers now. I mean, they did a recent poll of young people and they found that being a YouTuber was the number one most desired job amongst Gen Z. Um, and I think as people grow and get older and more and more people are getting on social media and growing up with that, I think the saturation is just going to increase dramatically over time, which makes it uh, very difficult to see more authenticity and originality. And I definitely think that a lot of people are kind of collectively over that. So yeah, I completely agree with that comment. And I think the type of people I'm drawn to online are the people who are unapologetically presenting themselves in a way that feels very authentic, that, you know, isn't perfected and toned and doctored up to be this perfect person, but instead feels like a real person, you know? Huh. Okay. This is a interesting comment. Um, Ellen said, yes, in the traditional sense, but I think a new wave of ultra realism influencing will take over. You basically summed up what I was trying to say over the past like 20 minutes. Yeah. Ultra realism online is definitely what is all the rage right now. People are really yearning to connect with people online who feel authentic and real, you know? And it's funny, even <clears throat> when I've gone and like watched old videos from like popular YouTubers, or even like my first videos where I was like, trying to be a creator. And so many of the videos, I'm like, damn, this is like, so it's, it's very not reality, I guess you could say, uh, which at that time, that was all their age, like people wanted to watch YouTube videos in a way that was very like high energy and polished and very, you know, glitz and glam, particularly within the beauty space. But I think right now people are like, 
just be real. There's so much content online. There's so much to sift through. I don't have time to be consuming content that doesn't feel like someone I would actually want to be friends with in real life. And uh, I think that's a positive change. Um, it definitely comes with its shortcomings, but overall, I think it's a, it's a great thing that it is shifting that way. However, like I was saying before, when it comes to the internet, things are constantly just back and forth, back and forth. So I don't think that ultra realism will necessarily stay the most popular form of content forever i think after a while people will return to the very polished doctored highly pro edited perfect lighting type of videos because it will be something that you know people just haven't seen as much and it will grab people's attentions and i think it will be that ebb and flow effect but for right now i definitely think that ultra realism is what people are really interested in consuming Ooh, okay, yes, I really like this opinion. Um, I'm not sure what her name is, but she said, people were always influenced by celebrities. Influencers or celebrities will remain a major mode of ads. I completely agree. I mean, I know a lot of people get really annoyed when you compare like the celebrity space to the influencer space. And a lot of people are like, you know, influencers aren't celebrities. Don't compare the two. But to be honest, that's really the direction that the industry is headed. And I mean, you look at, you know, influencers like Emma Chamberlain, who has been a spokesperson for the Met Gala, you know, uh, Liza Koshy, who's also um, been in attendance and been, you know, the video spokesperson for the Met Gala as well. So many influencers are being invited to high fashion fashion shows where typically only people within the fashion world or very, you know, high up celebrities, A-list celebrities would be invited to. Like influencers definitely are kind of expanding into the A-list celebrity world. And I think a lot of the people who might fight against that aren't really just aware of kind of what's happening behind the scenes. And as someone who can, you know, who ha I've been able to see what it's like kind of in the background of what it looks like from a business sense and the way that influencers are kind of treated in comparison to celebrities, I definitely think that the two worlds and the two industries are colliding because the main appeal of celebrities um, to the general public and specifically to businesses is to promote products. Um, that's what it's always been. And influencers are kind of, you know, being treated the same. Now, do I think that's, you know, everything that an influencer or a celebrity does? Absolutely not. Um, but I think because of the way that influencers are able to so easily integrate um, business and product integration and all of that within their content to reach millions of people, I don't think there's a huge difference between the impact that, say, an influencer or a celebrity would have. Now, does that mean that I think influencers and celebrities are the exact same? No, I think celebrities have way bigger teams and in my opinion for a lot of like singers and artists they I think they put a lot more work into their craft than influencers do so I definitely don't see influencers at exactly the same level but I do think that like what this person was saying influencers will always remain somewhat relevant because of the similarities to the traditional celebrity Hollywood A-list culture that has been present for so long. <laughs> this person said, I hope so. At least let it evolve into something better. And you know what? I can... 
<laughs> I can agree with this. I think when it comes to a lot of the content online, I mean, here's the thing. Social media is a tool and a tool can be used for good or it can be used for bad. And I think when it comes to a lot of the content that is online, a lot of times when I'm looking at it, I'm like, dang, I really wish that there was just overall more positive content and more positive people that we could look up to online rather than a lot of the influencers that are praised. Um, it's always kind of perplexed and frustrated me that some of the people with the biggest followings online create content that doesn't really inspire positivity or doesn't, doesn't help people learn or help people grow or help people figure out how to better take care of themselves. Because I know for me, that was always the inspiration for my content. It's like, I want to help people feel better in their own skin and practice self-care and learn about ingredients and the information there. Um, and it's not to say I'm, would say my content is better than the content I was just referencing, but I know sometimes with a lot of the content out there, that's, sending a lot of negative messages that's encouraging a lot of just I think negative behavior and uh, mistreatment of others and seeing it go so viral and those people get so much attention is always just like a little like really <laughs> like is that the type of content that's trending is that really what we need to be supporting right now like I don't think that's I don't, I don't know I don't know guys so I I do hope that as social media continues to become a pretty integral part of a lot of our lives that it will over time evolve into uh, just better and better forms of itself that over time we will be able to better take step backs and kind of you know recognize like why are we following this person do they offer content that is of value to me does it inspire me to be better does it inspire me to learn more to grow more to help others you know that's really what I would hope people are will continue to be focused on and I hope that will grow even more in the future and that the world of influencing will evolve from something that has such a negative connotation to hopefully something that has at least a little bit better of one than what has been present in the past. Ooh, this is a good final comment. This person said, yes and no. I think it's something people have found benefit in, but untrustworthy influencers ruined it. I can totally see this. And there definitely has been a lot of conversation lately, particularly within the beauty space around influencers being untrustworthy when it comes to product recommendations. And you know what? I totally get it. Like, especially in the world of sponsorships and brand deals, it's difficult to navigate who can be trustworthy and who, you know, does may make like an untrustworthy review. It's really n difficult to navigate as a consumer. And, you know, I know for me personally, like, I can't tell you how many brand deals I've gotten where the amount of money that is being offered, you know, is so significant that it would be very easy to take. But because it doesn't align with my ingredient philosophy because the brand doesn't align with the, you know, ideals or the skin benefits that I want to share with you guys. And I want to promote with my audience because of those things, I, I have to say no from an ethics standpoint. I, I just have to say no. And those are really difficult moments. And there's so many times where I'm like, Oh my God, this would be so easy. It would be so easy to just say yes to a brand deal, make an untrustworthy review, just do it, you know, because it's the easy way out. But I think that's the unfortunate thing 
when it comes to a lot of the influencer community is that once money becomes a part of the equation, it gets very murky and it gets very difficult to know who to trust. And um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the individual and the ethics that they're willing to put into the work that they do. And for them to really figure out, like, am I going to stay committed to being transparent and being honest with my audience or am I doing this solely in pursuit of financial opportunity and business opportunity? And, you know, I'm not going to point fingers or anything like that because I don't know what every individual creator's journey is, but I think it definitely as a viewer makes it really difficult to feel like you can trust any content creator online. And I think the unfortunate thing is that when a content creator does do an untrustworthy review or is not sticking to their ethics when it comes to the way that they operate brand deals and sponsorships and the financials, uh, it kind of, it kind of creates a distrust in the community overall. And I don't blame anyone at all for having that distrust. It totally makes sense. Um, and it's, it's difficult because, you know, at the end of the day for content creators, that is how we make our money. Um, that is what is financially supporting anything else. Like I know for me with the brand deals and brand sponsorships, I do, um, that's the primary income that goes to support my team that is able to allow me to keep creating content in the future. Um, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think there needs to be a level of ethics and an individual moral compass that is present when it comes to navigating what type of content is being created that can remain trustworthy to the people that supported you from the beginning. And so um, it's tricky. And I totally understand why people become disillusioned with a lot of content creators and influencers because they're just like, I don't know who to trust anymore. Totally makes sense. Um, I don't blame anyone for that. I know. And that's why I personally believe that just like it really comes down to your individual ethics and morals and you have to stick to that. Even when it's easy to say yes to a brand deal or yes to some money, um, you, you have to stick with that. And I'm really proud of myself that I have personally, I can only speak for myself, but that I have personally not abandoned my own morals in order to pursue financial opportunity. Um, even though I can't tell you how many times I could have, um, you know, I, 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 I'm tripping over my words. I could have a long time ago, probably just, uh, taken money and just been like, okay, social media, see you later. I'll be good for the next, you know, <laughs> the next while just from taking brand deals um, from companies that wanted me to talk positively about their products, even though I didn't feel positively about their products. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, in my opinion, when it comes to the influencer and content creator space overall, you have to be focused on your community. You have to be focused on what is best for your viewers. And it takes a long time to build trust, but it can so easily be broken so quickly. And I don't think that's something that anyone should take for granted or should exploit, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, as a viewer, I understand how difficult it is to know how to trust people. And I definitely feel like that's a big factor as to why people feel very disillusioned with the influencer community right now. Um, but, you know, I think overall it isn't good to make a judgment call from one person uh, to an entire community. And I think um, every content creator has something, hopefully something of value to offer, but it definitely is up to us as viewers 
to really navigate like who we are going to trust, who we aren't going to trust. Um, but having that balance and, you know, um, watching a bunch of different content creators, having multiple streams of information, like I was saying before, um, having that duality and that nuanced presence, I think makes it a little bit less stressful and intimidating when it comes to navigating the influencer space and more enjoyable as a viewer when you're able to step back a little bit and have a more objective view um, and realize that, you know, the people who you're watching, they're people and they're going to make mistakes and they're going to fuck up and they're going to, you know, potentially do things that we disagree with. But, you know, as long as you're continuing to watch and support people that create content that bring you value that uplift your life that give you a better perspective on the world and make you want to become a better person that's what really matters you know at the end of the day that's the most important thing that matters and so at least that's the perspective that I try to have but I'd be really interested in hearing your guys's opinions obviously this is a very controversial topic and I think it's really interesting to hear your guys' feedback and opinions. So thank you so much for sharing for everyone who did on Instagram. Make sure you go follow me for the next podcast episode that you guys can be involved with because I always love hearing your guys' opinions and feedback. And I think it'd be really interesting to hear your guys's, um, you know, just overall stances when it comes to future topics that we will cover in future episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I had a lot of fun just kind of delving into these topics and reading what your guys' thoughts are. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said before, Selfless by Hiram will be in Target February 5th. So if you do need to restock up on your products or you want to try a new skincare brand, I highly recommend checking out Selfless by Hiram at Target. Make sure you go subscribe to the Justice Position YouTube channel if you haven't already and leave a comment on your opinion on this topic. I'd be very interested to read. And this has been a production of Ramble on Odyssey Studio. New episodes out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Mwah.